the full compliment once again. The lads are back. Boys are back in town, etc. The boys are back on Sunday night. However you want to look at it. It's Chair Shop Podcast coming at you once again with the truncated version of the show this year. We I say that now. I mean we may end up rambling. Don't advertise that it's gonna be truncated. Well, well I want people to know that it was planned and when they when they look at their podcast apps and they're like, Well what's this? The boys must have uh, must have unplugged a cable halfway through the exactly. order. I'm going to be like, no, no. This is a very tightly run ship here. Um, but we are we are scheduling around that there World Cup, which is ongoing. Uh, I am your I am your non World Cup watching host Barry Murphy, joined as always by my ever dependable co-host. First of all, Mr. Paul Griffin. Uh, Dax Harwood with hair. That's what they call me these days. Yeah, the the tash is coming in quite well. I have to say, it's looking it's looking mighty impressive. Um, Thank you. Uh, you know, um, uh, you've done you've done well there for the boys. Um, also with us, clean shaven, disrespecting men all over the world. It's Mister Joe Towner. Hello, hello, everybody. The funny thing is that that is Joe's mustache. He's been trying his ah, oh, that's 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 pointed. That's pointed. <laughs> anyway, we are back, lads. Full compliment to boys, and and obviously we are. Uh, um, uh, working around that there World Cup. I mean, would you, do you want to kick off with Cup Guff and, and, and catch everyone up as to what's going on? Yes, uh, the news is that Joe's Harry Kane Golden Boot prediction is not going super well. It's on. It's on. <laughs> We're still waiting for him, but you know, it'll happen. Um, yeah, the the news of the World Cup is that either the games are. Minnows beating giants, David versus Goliath, giant killings left and right, or the most boring nil all draws you could imagine. There's no in between. Uh, it's either end to end craziness or just ball aching, you know, fucking Tunisia against Croatia shite. Nil, nil, nil one shot on target into Morocco the 75th Croatia. minute. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <sighs> It's it's weird because I, I mentioned before the World Cup has a a magic to it that <clears throat> makes it feel like more than the sum of its parts. I guess mm. I don't know this World Cup so far. There's just been moments where Charleston goal I think will go down as a as a kind of the the James Rodriguez goal of this World Cup. But um, I don't know what it is about it. Obviously, there's the the Qatar. Element. Element to it, but even in terms of just watching it. They're too busy thinking about the workers' rights. That's, that's what yeah. it that's what it must be. You're still thinking about the bad news. So Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, did, did the in the twenty eighteen World Cup were they doing the same like four games a day? No, I've I never had I never thought known four games a day. It was only ever three. Because I'm getting burnt out on it very fast. Yeah. Um I don't know. They've obviously just concentrated it, but First, I was excited. Now I am a little bit, but I, mean, I think if the games were better, it would be fine. But it is, yeah, you're sitting through nil nils, and it's been five, six nil nils already. It's it yeah, one, the highest the percentage of, of nil alls in, in a very, very long time. Definitely, you know, this morning I rolled over in bed. Uh, what, oh, five to ten. Time, time, just in time to wake up and, and watch first game. Who's playing? Uh, Japan, Costa Rica. Oh, I think I'll get another hour. <laughs> sleep I, I i so both today and yesterday i didn't make the morning game 
wasn't bothered. Sounds like you were asleep, to be honest. What, uh, five, to, oh, five to ten, I rolled out of bit and jinked the fucking World Cup. I didn't catch the England-USA game, but apparently that was the most boring. I was just thinking. Uh, I, I was doing a driving lesson at the time, so I wasn't able to uh, watch that. But, um, yeah, I, up to a point I'd watched every game, and now I'm certainly more in the mood of picking and choosing which ones to you know give my time to because mm. I mean it's easy during the week because I work you know I work from home so I can just plonk myself down in front of the television with the laptop yeah. mm. and and watch the game I, you know, it's, it's a half attention like but I can follow what's happening whereas certainly during the weekend or in the evenings if uh, if it's not an interesting game if it's going to be a uh, not not having a go, but uh, you know, Cameroon Serbia, which is tomorrow's ten o'clock game. If that wasn't on during the workday, I probably wouldn't, you know, bother. If the, if that was the seven p.m., I, I'd do, do something else, you know. Um. So Spain Germany, which just finished, was kind of the first heavyweight clash of two big teams. Not mm-hmm. U- USA England, notwithstanding. Um. <laughs> Well, there's no group of death. This is the closest. This is the closest. Um, one, so. Thanks, FIFA, for keep fucking adding teams to it. Um, so, yeah, so it feels like we're in a little bit of a holding pattern until the knockout games. But we'll see. What, what, what has been funny is that nearly every team which was successful with a giant killing, your Saudi Arabia, your Japan, um, mm. etc., all seem to then lose their second game to much worse teams than they'd beat in the first game. So at least that means that the groups, we don't have a situation where you have two teams that are already through going into the third game, but they don't care about the third game or, you know, the groups are very much still all to play for. So there's some excitement there. It's only France that are through, I think. Yeah. And Qatar, Qatar is the only team that are out. Or is that changed? Canada. Oh, Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. They were very exciting, Canada, I have to say. Very exciting, but then very quickly it became apparent that they don't actually know how to play football. <laughs> <laughs> They're just very, very enthusiastic. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they they deserved to beat Belgium, certainly. Yes, they did. And couldn't do it. And then today they just they got the early goal and then kind of fell apart. I don't realize this isn't a North American sport where if you deserve to win, you win. This is football. Yeah, yeah. It's all about... Pain, it's 90 minutes suffering yeah yeah well what do we have on the docket for tomorrow cameroon serbia ooh, baby. south korea ghana mm-hmm. brazil switzerland should be fun and then portugal uruguay should be fun so two evening games tomorrow look like fun uh and then wales england the 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 local derby on uh what even i didn't remember the first switzerland game on tuesday did they play so you uh switzerland mm. oh is it cameroon yeah, it must, must have been must have been Cameroon. Yeah, God, I blanked that one out of my memory. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, so we're 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 stuck with these until uh, Friday, and then we're then we're moving on. Well, I think these I think these next four days after Monday will be fun. You mm. know, watching the watching the two games at a time. Oh, so at least if you're one's right. boring, two games at a time. Yeah, I missed that. If one's boring, you can just ooh, ooh, look up and down between yeah, the two games. Skip yeah. over. Have the have the laptop open with the other game on. Yeah. Anyway, that's World Cup guff. Um, it's it's been it's been okay. There's been moments, but uh, it hasn't quite. I don't think reached the heights that I was hoping. Certainly with the number of nil alls we've had. 
Um, what else is in the news then, boys? Uh, well, one of us is on a holiday, I believe. Was it you, Joe? Yes. Oh no, Barry. Sorry, excuse me. Oh yeah. Well, no, Joe. Joe went on a holiday um, to watch the World Cup in the pub. Um, I would imagine. Um, and all the way uh, to Seven Oaks. It was very mm-hmm. exciting. <laughs> Um, I, I am in fact back from, from, uh, New York city, the city that never sleeps, which is not really true. Um, <laughs> the amount of places I saw that were like 24 hours were like the tiniest little, yeah. little sort of, um, I believe they call them bodegas mm. is what they call or them. Corner shops. Corner shop. Yeah. Which is the exact same thing as here, which is a, a handful of those stay open on life, but yeah. you're not, you're not partying until the sun comes up, baby. No way. I mean, I certainly wasn't. I'm just old, but uh, yes, I went to New York. Uh, I mean, it was fabulous. I, I was a very, um, I mean, I was a very stereotypical, uh, little Irish man going over there. I said, "Oh, this is where they make all the. This is where the films are all set. And look, there's Times Square. And oh God, oh, everyone's uh, everyone's real rude. Isn't that charming?" <laughs> um, it's actually not true at all. By the way, I I had extremely limited uh, uh, rude interactions with people in New York City. That is a stereotype that I don't know where that. Maybe I think it might stem from the fact that yes, everyone is in a rush. I will say that everyone in New York is in a rush. That's true. Um, everyone's racing to the next subway station. Uh, uh, you know, um, uh, they drive like crazy people. They do this thing, right? Where if you're crossing the road and the lights are in your favor, a car will turn a corner and just drive right up and just stop about an inch from your leg because you have the right of way. So they'll let you cross. But in this country, like you wouldn't initiate the turn until the lights were in your favor. But in America, it's like, I, I am legally allowed to drive as close as humanly possible to you. As long as I stop right before I hit you. Mm. Um, that's the way they work. So that's good. Lo- love having to double and triple check, uh, my left and right, even though the lights are in my favor, um, because I could die at an instant if I don't do it. Um, but other than that, I, I found, I found everyone I dealt with to be just super nice on a, on a, you know, a, a people you just make small talk with on the subway or, or people who are serving you or all this other stuff or people that was sat next to at the wrestling. Obviously I went to full gear, really nice, really lovely. Um, yeah, but it was, it was fantastic. It was one of the most like active holidays I've ever had. Cause we basically got in around four, four or 5 PM, uh, uh, New York time on the Wednesday. And we got, we basically kind of had to stay up and, and keep our, our energy up and, and, and keep going because we couldn't, we didn't want to pass out and then wake up in the middle of the morning and then be all out of whack for the rest of the weekend. So we kind of, we, we dropped our stuff at the hotel, got changed and went and met one of Brona's friends from when she lived in New York, mm. we got food. And then we came back to the hotel and then we got up on Thursday morning, super early. This was the most I've ever been up early in, in a hotel in my life. And we like walked Manhattan for like two days, basically, so we literally up and down, riding the rails like nobody's business. We saw some of the old classic, uh, you know, the, the we saw some crazies uh, down in the subway stations, which was fun. Um, uh, you know, uh, there was people singing, dancing, and there was people busking, like doing actual singing, dancing. And then there was people who just felt like doing it because they were just <laughs> in the subway. And I was like, all righty, you, you do that. Um, but we did all the, 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 the stereotypical things. We went to uh, uh, the Natural History Museum and Central Park. Uh, I got to walk around Central Park, stopping every two minutes going, there's that bit from John Wick, um, uh, uh, which was great. Uh, saw lots of John Wick. Uh, I actually did say to him, we didn't get around to doing it. I was like, I want to go see the Continental. Uh, but we ended up not doing that because that would have involved going to a part of town we weren't planning to go to otherwise. And we wouldn't have been able to do anything there other than stand outside it and get a picture because obviously it's an actual hotel. I can't just walk in yeah. and say, excuse me, sir. Can I have the can I have the John Wick tour, please? Um, Here's my so, coin. 
Here's my little gold coin. Um, is there, this has chocolate in it. Yes, I know. Um, <laughs> I've also brought my dog. It's done shit on the floor, but you know. Um, anyway, yeah, it, it, it was really fantastic. And, and it was, um, I mean, I was just like legitimately awed at like the size and spectacle of it because it is like the big, biggest, most cityest city you've ever seen in your life. You are surrounded by towering buildings. Um, uh, and we, we kind of, we I, I i it was a real kind of wandering holiday and i really loved that we went to rockefeller center we did the top of the rock uh which i i had heard was one of the better uh there's obviously quite a lot of buildings you can go up in and the whole thing is you just you can go up and look at the city this mm-hmm. is one of the ones i've heard better things about um for two people it was 90 dollars though to go up to the top of a building and look out over the now listen it was a pretty good view i won't say it wasn't a pretty good view it was a ninety dollar view, but it was a it was a <laughs> ninety dollars ninety dollars And then so the so we we were kind of like I said we did a lot of wandering. We had a little hit list of things we wanted to do, and part of it was also kind of like I was like I want to just go and I want to see a tiny little you know fucking food place and just go there and eat. I don't want to fucking Google mm-hmm. what's the most famous fucking pizza place in New York oh, or whatever. Yeah. We yeah. did we did we were walking the Brooklyn Bridge on on one of our last nights and we did see a a very kind of fancy looking restaurant that apparently Brown told me is a famous like pizza place and there was like a queue to get in i was like i don't i don't want to do any of that i don't want to do any of that so there was an awful lot of kind of let's just kind of walk around and see the city and so we came across rockefeller center and and, and we said yeah let's let's do top of the rock and she's like oh i never did this when i was here i always wanted to do it and then we went up and they were like 90 dollars. and then they were, the lady was also kind of like yes they, uh, oh uh, if you want there's a tour about to leave right now you can join them and we said is is that included in the 90 dollars?" and she was like no that's 50 extra each i was like all right i'm all right I'm all right. I'll just go up and I, and and you know what? When I get to the top, I'll say, "Oh, this is the edge. This is the thing I look out on." Okay, great. I'll do that. Um, but yes, it, it is great because you can you know you have a 360 view of the city. It's in the heart. It's in the heart of Manhattan. Um, uh, you know, it's kind of like you can see all the other miles. So that was lovely. Central Park, absolutely gigantic. Ten million squirrels. It's like it's like a little squirrel safe haven. I was loving that. I spent half of it trying to get pictures of squirrels. Um, uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, we we did a load, but also the the, the thing and about squirrels in Ireland, <laughs> uh, they do. But like, like <laughs> su- surprising, yeah, surprisingly rare. Like, I we live by the, a big massive park in in Limerick, and it, but it has a lot of birds. But you kind of have to go to like out of town and go to the woods to see a squirrel. And even then, it's like you might see one. Uh, Central Park is overrun with squirrels. The squirrels are very right. cheeky. They're they're running around. They're 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 stealing pies off of windows. You know they're 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 going crazy. Yeah, all, um, our, all our squirrels emigrated during the famine. You know they did. Yeah, yeah. They all have little flat caps in Central Park. Do you know what I mean? That's why they're all red. They have the, yeah, the, the Irish little, gene. You know, little ginger, little ginger freaks. Um. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we we did that. Um. Uh. And then on the last day, so we went to. We went to New Jersey for for the AEW shows and not to live up to stereotypes, but we kind of went to New Jersey, dropped our bags, went to AEW, came back to the hotel in Jersey and went to sleep, woke up first thing the next morning and went back into New York City, killed a bit of time in New York City, came back to Jersey, just saw the AEW show and then went to bed. I did not do a thing in Jersey other than Mm. watch AEW and commute to New York. Um, So so that was uh, that was that. And then the last day before we went home, we stayed in Brooklyn which is really nice because, again, lots of small restaurants, lots of, uh, uh, um, you know, a, a less built up but still kind of cool uh, uh, place to be. And we did go to uh, an experience that I, I thought I would love, which was the Alamo Draft House, uh, which is obviously one of their kind of bougie cinemas where they'll serve you hot food and 
um, you know, shoot you if you speak at a turn during a film. Um, the the comfort and the uh, the comfort and the silence were nice. I think I heard a mumble or two during the course of the film, but nothing egregious. So I was loving that big comfy seats. Much to my surprise, food not great. Uh, and it was overpriced American bougie food as well. It was like forty dollars for like chicken tenders and chips or some shit like that. Oh. Or, or or I I don't think it was that. I think that was including a drink or something. I think mm. b- between us, I think for the ticket and we both got a main course and a drink uh, and a popcorn. I think we spent like fifty each or something like that. And it was kind of like lukewarm tenders. Do you know what I mean? It was it was all right. But even with that said, I was still like open open ten of these in Ireland, and I would absolutely support one of them um, uh, because it was good. I'll talk about the film later, but um, yeah. So that was kind of we did we did a lot in 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 five days, and the I think we both. I'm super eager to go back because I'm like we didn't do the Museum of Modern Art. There was a whole area of Central Park we didn't go to. There's a bunch of museums. Um, uh, we went to Times Square, but we were on a budget, so I didn't do a lot of shopping. Um, uh, you know. Uh, didn't do a lot of that stuff. So there was a whole laundry list of things I want to do. So I can't wait to go back. Uh, it was really, really lovely. Um, uh, and I, I, I would love that. I did, of course, um, embarrass myself as the most obvious out-of-place tourist in the world on the very first day. I was barely off the fucking plane. Um, so we basically, we got a, the Sky Plane. You basically get a, a play, uh, Sky Plane, Jesus Christ, Sky Train, a train from the airport to a local station and then you walk over to like one station over and that's where we got our train to manhattan which is where we were staying the first night and uh we went on the machine and i got a metro card and the metro cards are uh slowly being phased out in favor of of contactless payment um uh so i was nice i still have it on me like i got one actual kind of paper metro card that i've kept and it'll be in my little memento box for time to come and uh i thought right when i watched the films and that I thought the Metro card was like a rigid, like credit card looking thing. Um, it's like a flimsy bit of paper with a barcode on it, right? And the machines that you swipe them through are very particular about the way you do it. So we're in, um, we flew in, flew in and out of JFK, which is in Brooklyn. And so we're in this station trying to get our, our train to Manhattan. And it's crazy. It's it's the exact, you know, super busy New York City. Hey, come on, get through here. Come on, I'm trying to fucking blah, 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 blah. Everyone's, there's people fucking singing, there's people dancing, there's people arguing with the security guards, there's people rushing, there's people cra- if you're looking at the map, there's people crowding around you looking at the map, there's people, you know, asking for money, XYZ this is all happening, right? And I I hate when I'm traveling and I've got my big rucksack on and my hand luggage and I'm kind of like super obvious like uh, like I'm a tourist. I'm all weighed down because I'm so, I'm fucking I've got all my stuff on me, I can't wait to get to the hotel and drop it get to the turnstile swipe the metro car and it says no do it again i was like all right do it again no not working do it again prona she didn't make this mistake again she went ahead of me and then was on the other side looking at me incompetently swiping this fucking paper card and it's bending and i'm I'm turning it upside down she's like no put it through this way no turn it upside down and go faster and then the fucking cops are like yeah sorry you know just just go fast and they know well i'm not i'm i have no fucking clue what i'm doing and so i'm swiping and swiping and swiping and then I learned about the Metro card is that uh, um, it has, it has, we bought, we bought one that had one fare on it because basically there was like a bulk deal. It was like pay your exit fee from the Sky Train and then get one fare. So I had one fare left on this card. And uh, I, I learned that basically the fare is not charged when you put the turnstile, when you spin the turnstile. When you do the successful swipe, it's charged and you've about five seconds to get through that turnstile or it's not going to work. So I'm swiping and I'm swiping and I'm getting panicked and I'm getting red. And, this, you know, the cop's like, sir, just, you know, sir. And, and there's a friend of mine who goes, sir, there's some money. Can I, I, there's a, people here and there's a businessman and there's a fucking lady and there's a fucking there's other tourist behind me with their luggage. 
swiping in. The little screen's going, please swipe again, please swipe again, please swipe again, please swipe again. Until suddenly, one time I swipe it, and it says, uh, no fares. So obviously, in my panic, I had successfully swiped it, but was too busy swiping it again to go through the turnstile. So I was like, so I was like, I, I, it's, it's saying, it's saying no fares. It's saying I don't have any fares. I don't know what's happening. I, I say, and they, they, I've, I did see this being used uh, a couple of times over the course of the week. So I didn't feel as bad, but then the cop opened like the security door just to let me through little fucking idiot. Who's not from here. Doesn't know how to get through the turnstile. Um, uh, he obviously knew I was, uh, <laughs> I was getting overwhelmed and I was about to fucking jump the turnstile and jump under a train. Um, but, uh, sir, have you not watched the movie where sir, you jump the turnstiles? You, that's the way we do it here. Yeah. Have you not seen John Wick? I have seen John Wick. I want to go to Central Park and see the bits from it. Um, so that happened. And thankfully, like I said, they're phasing out the Metro card. So every single subway now has a contactless thing that you just put your bank card on and it just charges you a dollar. And so I use that for the rest of the weekend. Thank God. Barry's Christ. just swiping it over and over again. It's, 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 it's just overdraft. He's like, ah, fuck. I, 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 I afterwards and they're like, sir, you spent $7,000 on the subway. Are you living on there or something? Um, yeah, that was, that was, that was stressful. Actually, on the subject, though, similar to that, I um, I didn't look up the roaming rates for my uh, for three my mobile provider. Oh, <laughs> I got off the uh, the plane and we were at baggage claim, and I turned on my data and uh, my like WhatsApp updated or whatever, like a couple of texts from my friends and my mom, like safe flight, let me know when you get there, blah blah blah. Text them all back, and genuinely about thirty seconds after I turned my data on, I got a text from three saying you're out of money. I was like, what are you talking about? I literally just fucking turned it on. And so in, in my genius, once I got some Wi-Fi, I put 20 more quid. I, I prepay my phone. Thank Christ. Because I would have been bankrupt if I was bill paying. I didn't notice this. Uh, I put 20 more quid on the, on the, on the phone. Uh, again, briefly updated Twitter and, and, and WhatsApp. And then it's, it said, your, your money's gone again. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I looked it up once I had Wi-Fi. And it's like, it's something mental like six euro a megabyte of data that you use over there. Uh, and I was like, that's like, uh, that's like a beard. I'd rather have nothing. Just don't even give me any data over there. Who possibly is paying six euro a megabyte? So, so the rest of the weekend we did, um, it was basically just a kind of, it's actually kind of nice. It was a little bit of an internet detox. It's like, you know what, when we're in the subway, the subway stations all have Wi-Fi and surprisingly good Wi-Fi. So it's like when we're in the subway stations, we can use our Google maps and orient ourselves and pick where we're going. When we're in the hotels, we can, you know, fucking go on Twitter for a little while before dinner or, or, or going to the wrestling or whatever. And then the rest of the time, it's like, okay, you just don't have a phone. And it's like, that's actually kind of nice. Cause you know what I mean? It was like, no fucking reading the group chat, no fucking getting texts from work people. No, none of that. Um, uh, and it was, it was actually kind of nice. So yeah, that was, that was uh, New York, New Jersey. Absolutely loved it. Uh, like I said, very stereotypical Irish man. I have nothing but positive things to say about it. And I can't wait to go back. And uh, obviously you guys talked about full gear last week. I, I, I don't have too much to add in terms of a live perspective, um other than something that's not even really a live perspective which is the the complaints about the shows being too long absolutely hold up live um uh i was fucking exhausted by by midnight was was the local time when when full gear finished i was fucking exhausted i think the second half of the show suffered somewhat i think people after the jamie hater thing were exhausted and and i don't think there was a whole lot of energy for the mox match um, so that's not a that's not just a us cranky at five a.m. thing. That's I think that's a, a an actual thing over there. And uh, as you could probably tell, although maybe not because they don't turn the lights on in the arena, Rampage was fucking empty. 
um uh we we got there and uh we're like okay doors are at like oh, six okay so um well, no they're at seven we'll get there and i was like i said to was like okay so this there'll, there'll be a bit of a line to get in right back and there'll probably be a bit of line at the merch and but uh, you know you might have to wait a little bit to get your seat we, we showed up for rampage and we just walked in we just walked in and we were in our seats in about two seconds. Uh, there was like a little bit of a line for the merch. They did not have foam scissors. They oh. were saying they were saying live when they were bigging up the acclaim match that they were sold out. I didn't see any. Now, I saw some fans that already had some. I did not see one pair being sold. And like I said, we were there fairly early uh, on the first night, especially. I was very annoyed. I was going to buy two, no matter how fucking expensive they were. And they were definitely going to be expensive. But I, we were gonna, I wanted to do it, but, but no joy. Uh, so yeah, we, we got in. Rampage was absolutely dead. Um, uh, this is Brona's first ever wrestling show. We left after, so they do a two-hour YouTube taping, and then they do Rampage. And the, you know what the YouTube stuff is. You know, it's it's literally just a star makes their entrance. They beat a local. Sometimes the local has a moderately competitive match. Sometimes they don't. Do you know what I mean? Um, and we came out of the show. Rampage was decent last week. I I enjoyed that show. And Brona was like, "What'd you make of that?" I was like, "Yeah, you know." that was all right all right three hour show you know uh, i you know I, I would go to one of those again but obviously i said tomorrow is the main event and she was like oh my god i loved it it was amazing because <laughs> like yeah, and it's because the youtube shows are kind of just they're just a little parade of of their kind of you know very very stacked up roster and you get to see lots of fun people that you don't necessarily get to see on dynamite and rampage so she got to see all her favorites like you know willow nightingale and 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 johnny hungy and and all these people they come out and everyone cheers they get their music they get their entrance they have a three-minute match that doesn't say it's welcome and they win and then everyone cheers i was like yeah you know i can i can kind of see the appeal of it but then full gear was uh it was like a different promotion you went there it took us 20 minutes to get in because the queues were absolutely gigantic the the merch queue was insane the merch queue was absolutely bananas and they and they had even worse stuff the second day because they sold a lot at rampage um uh, and then yeah you looked around the building and like i said it was like a different promotion it was like it was red hot place was absolutely full um, Brona also got the fir- the the uh, pro wrestling experience of having to overhear uh, stupid conversations from wrestling fans. Mm. Um, there was a lot of nice and fun and charming people in our section. We had lots of conversations with people. There was there were some kids in our section who were hilarious. Seeing how much they get into certain acts was fantastic. But there was a guy in front of us during full gear who everyone was like, "When's the acclaim match? Oh my god, when's the acclaim match?" And about halfway through the show, he turns to his friend and he goes. The acclaim match is probably soon. They're gonna stick the women out there before the main event because you know we need a you need a cool down spot so people can just like leave or whatever and 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 come back for the main event. And Brona was so happy when Jamie Hayter came out for that title match before, so that the acclaimed were actually in the, the cool down spot. Um, she was very happy with that. Um, there's no such thing as a cool down spot in AEW. No, never, yeah, like that's it, a WWE thing. I've never seen a cool down in, in AEW. No, that's an overrated talking point as well, because people were into the acclaimed match, although it was slightly ruined for me because a guy one section across from us uh, got absolutely wasted and he wouldn't sit down. And so our attention kind of got pulled over to this lady screaming at him, like, sit the fuck down. And then her friend trying to say, oh, no, come on, just leave him off. And then the drunk guy got mouthy at him, I think, and then he joined in. And it, it was interesting seeing one of those live because you, we always see them on VOD at these American wrestling shows. There's some bullshit goes on in the crowd. And you're like, what the fuck's happening? Mm-hmm. The way it snowballs so fast is like, okay, these two people are yelling at each other, whatever. Okay, now an extra person's involved. Okay, now everyone in my section is looking over, which is distracting me and making me want to look over. 
and, and so the next thing you know my section and the three sections around me were not watching the acclaim match we were we were people were chatting the secure it took six security guards to come over and get this guy out and people were doing the asshole chant and they were doing the goodbye song when he left and i missed most of the match which is a shame because it was one of the most like anticipated matches on the show but um you know that's uh that's wrestling for you but yeah overall it was a great show um yeah so that's uh that's that's the the holiday guide with with barry um good stuff yeah no i enjoyed it um and then obviously uh we have we've decorated the house for christmas um friday was uh was toy show day in 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 the republic of ireland which is a the traditional kind of get the tree up day and we did that and so we're officially in the uh the festive season which means people can start looking forward to to festive movie reviews coming soon as well so look forward to that um yeah that was uh that was the that was the holiday um i actually don't have the run sheet up in front of me here let me uh, well the only the only other news item i have on here is the uh the shenanigans on dynamite the elite were uh oh yes yeah yeah you know immediately after omega coming out and saying you know guys we just need to we just need to all be be mature here uh, for a second and, and move on uh, we obviously Dynamite was was based out of Chicago this week, so there's obviously going to be some CM Punk uh, fan backlash. But I didn't anticipate that immediately after what Omega had said in, in the uh, media that we'd have uh, Bookshot Lariat landing on on your ass references. We had <laughs> Omega doing the the go to sleep pose and then the move uh the, the i mean the biting of the arm now was obviously very funny but was was the most egregious and obvious reference to what had happened which is which is really uh, at odds with aw's previous or tony khan specifically his previous mm-hmm. no comment on on anything to do with it yeah we're, we're now at the stage where we're we're doing direct parody of it mm. already i've seen a lot of um, you know, conspiracy theorists online uh, question what this means. The fact that AW has swiftly gone from you know no comment on on anything to do it at all to overt references to it. Uh, CM Punk himself was was doing commentary on a, an MMA show uh, on UFC Fight Pass, and he made an allusion to it as well. Um. So just interesting. I, I like that's kind of where I am with. It. I just think it's interesting more than reading anything uh, immediately into it. But uh, I wonder if something is to be gleaned from this. Uh, you know, the fact that we still not had any official statement on any kind of resolution aside from their leaf reappearing on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder. You know, usually with wrestling, uh, I might be making a generalization here, but usually with wrestling, when there's conspiracy theories afloat. I tend to be very dismissive of them and don't pay them any attention. At the same time, I find this one specifically is a fun one to kind of lean into and say, and, you know, and start to wonder what if. Um, but do you think there's any meaningful chance he's coming back? Because I, so I, I obviously, um, uh, you know, we, we came back and, and, you know, various bits and bobs to do around town before we, 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 you know, went back to work and stuff like that. So I was late watching Dynamite. Right. And uh, and I was working as well, and so I was just kind of like I saw all this chatter about it, and, and the first thing I saw 
was people saying, oh, Punk's definitely coming back. <laughs> He's definitely coming back. And the people were talking about it very confidently in the same vein as, like, when they announced the 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 first dance, and even though they never said anything, it was so obvious. Mm. And I thought, I was like, oh, well, they must have, they must have said something or done something, like, that really showed their hand. And then I watched it and I was like, well, well, I mean, this is just the elite being shitheads. You know what I mean? I mean, mm. like they're just being geeks. I don't, I don't really, I, I gleamed basically nothing. Um, well, I mean, that's the thing, right? The context is the show is in Chicago. The crowd were turning on the elite and the elite were healing on the crowd. Is is the real factual context of what happened on the show. Yeah. It's not quite as fun an explanation. That might be the true explanation. Not quite as fun an explanation, though, in this case, though, is it? Now, to your question, is he is is he coming back? I mean, I would still say probably not, um, because of you know, I think the biggest roadblock to any kind of resolution in that regard is CM Punk himself and his ability to, for once in his life, be the bigger man <laughs> and just say. Let's let's let bygones be bygones, which I know okay. he, he cannot do. <laughs> ever. He cannot do ever, which is uh, maddening to me still that he's he's such a stubborn, proud man that he can't just be like, lads, this is all stupid. Let's just forget about it. Let's, <laughs> what were we you know, thinking? Oh, like, I, I was stressed. Whatever, no, I'm sorry. Obviously, that won't happen. He, 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 because of the way he's hardwired, that won't happen. Yeah. But what, as I said, you know, when this had initially happened, and I know this is a cliche, but I've seen madder things happen in this wacky world of pro wrestling. Oh, so crazy. I Like, I've seen, you know, we've seen bigger, let's call them breakups, happen and and, and people come back from, you know, uh, Bret Hart to WWE, uh, Ultimate yeah. Warrior yeah. to WWE. Warrior. <laughs> CM Punk at all, you know, it was not it was not a given that he would come back. CM Punk at all in the first place. So, you know, to me, this one seems like, you know, it's, I don't think it's impossible to come back from. The problem is that it's it's CM Punk himself that is the, the roadblock. Um, and any other person in the company, any other wrestler, you you can work something out. You know? Yeah. Um and, and you, you saw stories then, right? I think Meltzer reported, you know, people close to CM Punk were not happy that Kenny Omega did a silly arm bite spot in that <laughs> wacky trios tag team match. And even with that, it's like, can you not just see the parody in it? And, you know, it, it's kind of like when, when I don't want to get into the, the structuring of, of comedy here, but, you know, like I, I, I'm sure the intent in doing that wasn't. This is going to be such a direct dagger shot to CM Punk, you know, and, and we're really looking to really get him and do him here on this TV show. I'm sure it's just a silly. Oh, we, 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 we'll get a rise out of the crowd if I do that. Ah, biting on the arm. Mm. But, um, yeah, that was I thought anyway newsworthy that the you know, it was kind of our first AEW. Uh, reference to the CM Punk side, certainly. You know, obviously, if we have the Elite back now, they've been back for a few weeks. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm not totally given to the conspiracy theories, but I think this is a fun one to follow. Yeah. Um, I think, like I said, realistically, will he return? I mean, he probably won't. But 
it's it, that's what's the most frustrating thing about it because I don't think that this is a particularly a particularly egregious um, case in the first place. Mm. It's a, mere, a mere tiff, a mere uh, tiff, and that that's a mere, uh, a mere quarrel. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, God, I, I <laughs> and not only did I wish that it hadn't happened, but I wished that people were a little bit more mature that I could see see it for what it was and not be uh, stewing and, and steaming over it as he obviously uh, yes. is. Um, right, that's your news for the week. Uh, Dynamite otherwise, let's get into the reviews here. Um, a little bit of a mixed bag, I think. I, yes. As yeah. far as shows that I would nitpick, I think this was this was one. Okay. I would say aside from the uh aside from the Jericho main event, which I thought was thoroughly entertaining. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it as much as me. Um which by the way, did Jericho did Jericho gig his his titty during that match? Yes, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. There there was definitely a camera spot where it lingered on, on Ishii's uh Ishii's face artificially. Um, yeah, I thought that was a very, very, very fun match. Enjoyed it a lot. Anyway, let's go through it in chronological order, as we like to do. So, very odd opening segment. Um, okay, let's talk about the, the facts of what happened, because this is the facts. Okay. Before we, we get into the uh, how a good booker would have done it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, what we what happened was William Regal, fresh off costing Moxley the world title in his, his full gear main event with MJF, came down to the ring, very flaccidly gave, he gave a very, very understated promo. Yeah. You want MJF? He's not here. Where are we? Chicago. Very, very low energy. Which again, yeah, isn't necessarily how I would have kicked off your 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 big momentum free big train moment. after the yeah. interview. Wheel and Regal coming out and cutting the wrestling equivalent of like a you know a Radiohead song. Um, Mox came out. He's he's steaming. He has the energy that you would want, right? And as he gets to the ring, Brian Dennison comes out um, in I don't know. Garbage truck man cosplay. <laughs> right? um, and he does this sappy, this man did this for me, blah, blah, blah. I love him. You know, your daughter, Moxley, will want someone to, you know, love you, blah, blah, blah. Right? Which is fine, you know, on its own. Again, I wouldn't have done this kind of storytelling at this point. I'm sure what, mm. it's leading to something and it's, it's, it's a seed for something in the future. But... Uh, Moxley then gave Regal the um, the Lion King uh, run away and never come back speech mm. uh, and Regal slowly retreated and then that was it um, way 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 too low energy I think yes um, I think you could have done the and I didn't like the Regal approach I think you could have done that and have Moxley come out rather than Danielson I think what you needed to have here was a heel for Moxley to take his aggression out on. Okay. Um, 
I don't know. I, I don't want to throw a name out there, but you know, a, a, uh, you could have a, a low level heel who 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 kind of I don't know has some tenuous connection to Regal. To okay. No, I, yeah, I agree. I and agree. Moxley, uh, beats the shit out of them. Regal in 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 the midst of a schmaz escapes, and Moxley, Regal, oh, I'm gonna get you, the Regal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I just found, I just found it very very like a little a little wilted flower of a of a promo segment. And when you're so excited for, oh, MJF, is, what's he going to say? Okay, first of all, you get MJF isn't here. Oh, yeah, that was fucking, I realize he's still filming the thing, but oh my God, to just say, like, you're going to have to wait two weeks for the fucking champion's speech. But then the problem is, in doing that, you have to replace that with something that will satisfy the crowd's expectations of, and they failed. of a big high energy thing. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, and I, th- I didn't think the, the performances were particularly good here either. I thought Danielson's was terrible. I thought Danielson was horrible in this mm. segment. Um, and I think in his defense, I mean, that's just not material he's ever going to. That's not his thing, doing that kind of thing. It was very, it was very just fake. Do you know what I mean? It was just, it was fake and melodramatic. And it's kind of the exact thing you don't want him to be doing in AEW specifically. Um, I, I, I'm not sure I sp- I specifically do subscribe to this mindset I've seen more and more of lately uh, that he that, they, that they've dropped the ball uh, uh, with him. But I I'm kind of going more and more there with him. I do not think he's been he's been maximized very well. Hmm. Um, uh, and this this did not help. I mean this this really had me feeling like oh man this is you know yeah. this is pretty bad. Especially that Moxley Danielson's relationship with AW has been based on violence and f- solving your problems with violence. Mm. That's the reason they're together in the first place. I you remember when they they were they were feuding and Dinosaur was like watching him. And he's like, I, I want to, I don't want to fight you. I want to be a team with you. But to to get to that, a resolution needs to be. We have to bleed first. We have to fight first. Right. And now it's begging off. And think of think of your daughter. Think of the children. I would have had Moxley just not. I'd have had him on holiday. I'd have just had him out of the picture. I you could have done, you could have done that Tony Khan has asked Moxie to, to... I don't even, you don't even have to acknowledge it, really. I think he could just be out. And then if you want to maybe have Regal in a, one of those backstage segments just saying, oh, MJF isn't here this week, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> just to, just to like acknowledge that. But later in the show, like not the not opening the show with it, open the show with Jamie Hayter or with the Elite. Yeah. Like something that people are going to get excited for. Claimed. Uh, yeah. And then... Yeah, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. I don't know. I don't know if it if it felt fake because he was told to say it, or whether he was trying to inject some emotion into it and just failed. But mm. yeah, it wasn't wasn't particularly good. The problem is that Regal obviously didn't do the cliched. You want an explanation? You're not getting it. Blah blah blah. You heel stick, right? The irony is, I feel like that would have worked better. <laughs> yeah, in terms yeah, of matching like, the crowd energy. I, I really hate that, but at the same time, I think I'm kind of with you. Yeah, I'm like, eh, I think I almost would have preferred that. Yeah. Not really, but like, yeah, I, 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 what they did was so bad. Like, especially the whole fucking, oh, where am I? It's like, ah, that's not what your character is. Like, don't do that. But even shit. that, he delivered so ugly. Yeah. I know it's not a word, but like, the, the crowd barely even picked up on it and didn't react to it. Yeah. Because there was no needling to it. It was just he very matter of factly said it yeah anyway moving on um renee with keith lee backstage swerve came in put his hand over the camera i quite like the way they did that 
Swerve yeah. again is having a tremendous year. Mm. Gotta give a shout out. I think he's a a dark horse for some kind of award come the end of the year. Yeah. Um Orange Cassidy, Jake Hager in in the, the match about the hat. Ah uh, yes, the hat, yeah. Um eh, you know, right. I I mean Hager with the hat at least gives Hager <laughs> some kind of character. Uh, no, it's the same old Jake Hager, but they've given him a new hat. Yeah. It's very much uh, the wizard. Yeah. The Ocho, the wizard vibes. Yeah. Malibu swagger. Um, he's got his little purple hat, and if it comes off, he, he immediately doesn't care about the match anymore. He's only concerned about getting his precious uh, purple bucket hat back. Uh, we didn't quite get here the um, the money shot of Cassidy putting it on, so I'd imagine that there's no. still there's still more to come here. Um, and then post match, Cassidy got the win, obviously with the roll up. Uh, post match, QT Marshall and the factory interrupted, uh, and then Julia Hart appeared, and the House of Black returned and beat up everybody. I thought that their uh, attack, their destruction was quite quite fun, quite well done. But uh, <laughs> QT Marshall and the Factory, I don't know. Whenever they come out, I immediately look out a window. <laughs> um, nice to see, uh, I'm going to call him Alistair, Malachi Black and the boys. But let's, let, Alistair. let's give him something meaty, please. I mean... I think uh, Best Friends and Orange Cassidy is a decently good little trio to pair them up with. Um, yeah. Um, and let's, yeah, let's give them something meatier and less just constant promos of them doing Bray Wyatt, faux Bray Wyatt nattering. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, Ricky Starks, Ethan Page. So Starks was uh, had the old taped ribs gimmick yeah. on. Can I give a reverse nitpick on this? I don't know what the opposite of a nitpick is, but a, a praise, praise of a little a, thing. A praise pick. Yeah. Um, the bandage was really big. I like that. <laughs> I don't like when an injured guy comes out. You know the athletic tape that they have on, yeah. Yeah. on time now. And they come out with that. It's like, that's not that's not getting me. I need a big bandage. It needs to be yeah. comically big. They need to look like they've just come out of the hospital bed. Like, <laughs> Turn the gown off. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you, Ricky Starks. He, he needs to be coming out of that curtain with a doctor chasing him, saying, "No, Ricky, yeah. please, you can't please. do this." Yeah, exactly. Terry from the hospital to tag back by the arm. The wristband, hospital wristband, still on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wrestlers these days, they're not. They don't. They're not big enough. You need to go big. You need to be like over the top. They're just. Yeah. Like, I think Starks is going to have bandaging on his character for about the rest of it. The rest of his baby face run, I feel like. Perfect. Yeah, my nitpick here is that for him to be coming out of the tournament and getting the world title uh, match of winter is coming, that they should have given him a little bit more of a push leading into the tournament, get some steam yeah. behind him. Um, like last last preview we saw him prior to this was losing to Powerhouse Hobbs in five minutes. Yeah, I, I I agree, and I I think also like like I said, they're they're going to be doing the injured. That's going to be him. That's going to be his thing. I think is he's going to be the guy selling various injuries. Mm. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, yeah, he lost the Hobbs. He's constantly getting his ass kicked and like squeaking out wins, which is fine. But I'm like, I, I hope maybe between now and winter is coming because that's a few weeks away still. 
let's let's have this guy squash some jabrones on dynamite preferably um uh, let's let's you know he's like i'm hurt and you know lance archer might be able to and brian cage and guys on that level might be able to to put a beating on me but let me just fucking squash aaron solo in 10 seconds and yeah. you know uh, people yeah. of that level i because it's it, it, it's good but also like let's give him a little bit of credibility do you know what i mean um yeah i think the thing with this tournament was that you 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 like Ricky Starks, so you you'll be hoping he'd win. But I also want the element of he's on a hot streak, so I want him to win. So at least right. a bit yeah. of Because now, as much as I like Ricky Starks, I don't think there's any true believability that he's gonna unless with some mad Tony Khan hot shot, which he doesn't do. You know, he's not gonna be MJF. Like there's, no. there's there's no historical data to back that up. Um what else do we have? <laughs> Jade Cargill and Bow Wow had a little bit of a tiff at a oh, concert. Good. Brutal. Um, uh, in good news, though, uh, Red Velvet's back. Yes, I'm always very glad to see Red Velvet. Uh, and very K- happy Kira Hogan back. got her papers and. See, so, yeah, I think I asked a couple of weeks ago on this podcast, like, what is the what Kira Hogan never wrestles? They always have the other one wrestling, Layla. She's terrible. She's so bad. And now Kira Hogan's been kicked out of the group. And so the the, the yeah. full-time, you know, baddies 2.0 group is Velvet and Layla. But presumably really- that's for Kira to work with the team as the baby face. I guess. I guess. No, this okay. is like the Sugar Babes, where they get rid of all the good members <laughs> and shit new ones. Yeah, that means oh. they'll end up with the, the good ones again. Oh, t- yeah, if they get rid of enough... Love the good baddies, the goodies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Goodies. So we'll get we'll get Bow Wow and 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 Kira Hogan against. Um, I love that J- Jade, Jade brought in Max Sterling again. Just like oh, remember yes. that. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Um, the Bow Wow stuff is so like it's so raw. Do you know what I mean? And it's worse than raw because it's like, or, or not worse because they've done they've done bad versions of this. But it's like it's like those guest host episodes where it, you didn't even have the excuse of it being someone really you know credible and and, and yeah. mainstream. I know everyone knows who Bow Wow is, but nobody. I bet fifty percent of the population still calls him Lil Bow Wow. I yeah. would imagine. Mm. Uh, well, was the know. game busy was he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know they've had they've actually had a lot of decent like hip hop integration in the last couple of months. Yeah, but uh, having having and the funny thing as well is because. So it was on TMZ, right? Which, you know, it's all right, you know, good. You get a little bit of TMZ coverage, whatever. But, and they're like, we're going to have the full incident. And it was like 10 seconds, and it was exactly what the TMZ clip was. So she came over, and they yelled at each other, and that was it. Um, yeah, I don't know about this. I mean, like, what, what's so interesting about this this storyline? Bow Wow wants to be with Jade Cargill. Get in line, brother. Okay, you ain't special for that, you know? Um, uh, we're all human. Um but yeah, so so that's that story. Uh, sticking with the women's division, though, I suppose the other the other noteworthy thing was that they said Jamie Hayter is is uh, is oh. now re- recognized as the official world heavyweight champion of the women's. Yeah, division. and so is Tony and Storm, it, and Tony Storm as well, which I was very glad to see. You know, because she had a good run. I, um, I, here's here's my nitpick on it, and people are going to hate me for this. Who, who fucking cares? Who cares? Yeah, shut the. There's fuck no up. real history no books. There's nothing. It's a TV no, show. No, is they real to me. When, it's all real when, to me. You know, in that little window between when they announced that Jamie Hayter was the the, the real one, and th- and then they said, but also Tony Storm. That little window where people are losing their fucking minds about this. 
fucking go get a hobby or something. This no, doesn't this is, this is my hobby. This is my hobby, and I take it very seriously. Okay, I I have to know if Tony Storm should be listed as a former AEW World Champion when I'm updating her cage match. Okay, I have to know. And if and if Tony Khan isn't going to do right by the by the match listing updaters, then who is he going to do right by? Yeah, okay. the, the only time that will matter is when Joe does a quiz in two years' time about champions in AW. Mm. Otherwise, who cares if interim or not? It, it doesn't matter. Okay. She was the champion on TV. No. It served that purpose for a few months. No. no, who fucking no. who cares? Oh, I'm being joke When I look at the Wikipedia, it needs to be proper. This is yeah. why I don't like the whole interim title. No, same. It's, it's just tone it. No, get rid of it. We need proper titles. None of this bullshit. Same. Vince, same. Vince McMahon never booked an interim champion. In no, his life. never did. It's like never it's like you know, like when when Punk was hurt, they should have just said he's not the champion anymore. <laughs> like now, like now, like who was the the official fucking champion during all that time? He was. Who cares? Who cares? Correct. Correct. Who cares? No, I only don't care because it's interim. <laughs> I want to care, but I can't because of the interim bullshit. But I agree. I agree that the interim thing is bullshit. I'm not defending that. But you're saying, oh, but you're being. Who cares? Why is it being made no, a big deal about so you, wait, wait, Oh, let's talk about something else. <laughs> I just don't think it's important either way. Either way, that's that. That's <sighs> what I feel. About. Either way. So moving swiftly along, uh, we did have the the trios championship match, two out of seven. Which uh, here's an epic for you. Oh, fucking one of them on Rampage, for God's sake. Give us a yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, seven of them. Rampage can't even get one. Um, Very, very good match. Again, same as pay-per-view. Very, very much enjoyed it. There was the silliness that we discussed. Uh, hammer finish again. Um, presumably, what they'll do is Death Triangle will win the third match as well. And so the winter is the fourth match is the winter is coming one, and that will have the element of this could be the last one. And that will, what that's what will make winter is coming, the big match, right? That's my prediction. Um, they announced the championship change. Sorry, do you want to go ahead? No, no, I was going to say on the three ways. Like I, I, I think you are right, but I'm. I just think it's really predictable to do the they go up to the point they're just about to win and then the elite come back, you know. Um, of course. But yeah. Um Jamie Hader then and Britt Baker won a, a, a six woman tag. Mm. Um which which was which is alright. Don't think there's much too much to say about it. Um that's where Excalibur told us that Tony Storm's reign was also being recognized, so people were able to calm down and wasn't <laughs> um, furiously tweeting. Um we had the acclaimed then with with uh, uh the most afterthought of a segment in history. Um claimed came out, did it did a rap as they are prone to do. Uh big pop of Billy Gunn taking the bandages off the uh the scissors. And then everyone's favorite team, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> appeared on the screen to loud TNA sucks chants. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. The TNA chanted full gear. I had no part in that. Um, and But then what happened was Billy Gunn just said, uh, oh, I, I have the power to, to just cut, cut off promos on, on the TV. So mm. that's gone. 
and then they just did their scissor. That was it. Yeah, there was, there was nothing yeah, to it. There was no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, and then the main event, Jericho defeated Tomohiro Ishii in a oh baby good match. Very, great very, stuff. Very very good. And then Claudio cut him off as he was about to go after the uh, the commentator Ian Rickabone. Rickabone, uh, which was a little bit anticlimactic, but it was fine. Yeah, and then led to a really awkward rampage segment where it felt. Like I, I haven't. Talking. I still haven't seen rampage. So it felt like they were talking for an hour just dancing around the fact that they were going to have a match at final battle and the crowd did not care. I think, I think Claudio being the culmination of the storyline is a massive disappointment. And I like mm. Claudio a lot. I was a little bit dis- disappointed. They actually cut off his reign when they did, but I've enjoyed the Jericho thing, but yeah. like the crowd was not into the idea that, Oh, finally Jericho is going to get it from Claudio. They were not into that. They were really not into it. Mm. Um, yeah. So that, and there's, there's nothing else to talk about on rampage. It was fine. Well, um, there was the the big show closing angle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, sorry. You know, I I completely misspoke. Actually, you're right. Yeah, the finally we got to pay off to these <laughs> nine seven months year, later, seven oh, years yeah. of 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 ten and Roosh, formerly like, uh, Andrade. This was like the mega power was exploding. You know, twelve month build to the yeah. big the big angle. Like it was initially Andrade, and then uh, <laughs> randomly on one episode of Dynamite for reasons that were not explained, it's like okay, suddenly this is Roosh now doing this. Uh, <laughs> the part of Andrade will be played by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was that was funny. The, the angle was great. The angle really was great, and it was like yeah, it was like it was good because it it finally uh, gave Roosh something meaningful to be a part of, and I felt like hey, here's the thing that might get some word of mouth from Rampage. Uh, which are two important things to do. I you know what I would love? I would love if uh, 10 just destroys the Dark Order and then we never have to see them again. Because that, yeah. whenever the Dark Order come out, I'm just like, oh, this is very 2019, guys. Let's just... Let's He's got to give little Brody a swine buster or something. Sure. No, he can't it's hit the child. Come on, he cannot. Say, I'm, little swine buster. I'm That's sure he'd love it. I'm sure the kid is. I'm sure the kid we'll is angling. He's like, it. please let me take a move. I'll gig, I, come on, I'll gig for. It. I, I, I'm sure he'd love that, but no, I think, I think, I think they better play it safe and not do that. I don't know. I feel like other than Amanda, Amanda will take a swine buster. No, no. They could do a lot more with John John Silver as well. I, I think they should go solo and do like the, the whole Johnny Hungy comedy character thing. Yeah, that would be like a fun little segment to have each week on on a Dynamite it, or a Rampage. It, it is funny because it's kind of like he's really over and the crowd reacts to him, but he's always surrounded by like six people who are not over. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like the Dark Order isn't over. It's like it's like they've got one and a half guys who are a bit over, yeah. and they they tack the rest of them on. You know, there's a little yeah. bit though of. Um, you know, with Ortiz, my reservations about Ortiz since he's spit from Santana. Yeah. What do you do with like an Alex Reynolds after? Yeah, uh, put, put him in the factory. Goodbye. Yeah, the factory. Put him in Battle Royals. Yeah, I think he could be a fine, like, you know, enhancement guy. I think. Um, right. That's your wrestling fix anyway. That's uh, wrestling for this week. Barry, tell us about these movies, these f- things called films, which apparently exist that you have watched. Yeah, so I watched two films on the plane uh, over to old America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first one I decided, I mean, the thing about the thing about a plane flight, uh, plane film is that you don't want to burn a good film on a shitty little monitor on the back of someone's head. I also don't, I don't think these were in high definition. I, I, I'm not, I'm not accusing Erling, I'm not accusing Erlingus of anything. Uh, but these, these video files were, 
are not looking great. But they downloaded uh, the four eighty p. Yeah, the like uh, you know uh, DVD bit. You know, uh, <laughs> cam rip, cam yeah. rip. Um, yeah. So they had some films on there that were oh interesting. Oh, I don't want to watch that on this little screen here. So I saw. I thought befitting of that. I said I'd watch Morbius. Um, a popular internet sensation from earlier this year. Mm. You're, you're one of the ten people who've seen it. Now. Yeah, the popular internet sensation that no one even as a bit went to see. People went to see that Minions movie as a bit, but they didn't bother going to see the meme movie as a bit. And I was watching it, and I was going, this movie is incredibly ugly to look at. Mm. It is very dimly lit. It is extremely boring. It is extremely boring. For all the stories about his method acting bullshit, Jared Leto is pretty much just <laughs> walking around going, I'm, 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 I'm a bit sick. Oh, uh, and then and then he's like, no, Jared Leto, you can't, uh, you can't do this experiment. You'll become a vampire. I have to get better. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm like, didn't you fucking like piss and shit yourself on the set of this film for this role that you're just in? They're going to incredibly boring, incredibly ugly. Uh, um, uh, You know, some of the some of the special effects don't look terrible, but the most prominent special effects do, which is the kind of uh, uh, Snapchat filter they have for like he'll be having a conversation and then he'll growl and he'll do the the Morbius face. But it it just looks like a, a crappy like TikTok filter or something. Um, yeah, it's it's really, really bad. And so the thrust of the film basically is, hey, he's doing an experiment to save his life, turns him into a monster. He kills a couple of mercenaries um, uh, early on in the film. Uh, he's basically doing illegal experiments to try to save him and Matt Smith, his friend. And experiment goes awry. The mercenaries he hired to protect him try and kill him, and he kills them. So he's another one of these. This is a Spider-Man villain for anyone who doesn't know. This is a guy who's who's a another one of these Sony movies where they've taken a Spider-Man villain and they're trying to make him a standalone thing. And so this is how he, they make him like an anti-hero. But he kills these mercenaries, and then the entire rest of the film, he's like, okay, I don't want to do that, though. I don't want to kill people. And Matt Smith becomes a Morbius too. And he's like, no, Matt Smith, don't do it because you'll kill people. It's bad. And Matt Smith's like, oh, no, I love it. Um, and so that's the thrust of the film. Right, and so at the end of the movie, Matt Smith dies. Spoiler, sorry. Um, and Morbius is like, "All right, I'm just going to make my peace with being a Morbius, whatever." <laughs> and then we get, then we get like the new worst post credit scene you've ever seen in your life. Right? Did Sony get the rights to Blorco? <laughs> this is great. No, no, it was it was even better than that because it's it's a post credit scene where technically on paper, like a, a fairly big thing happens and a fairly big thing is teased, but it's so badly executed. So. They, um, despite being advertised and in the trailers for the film, uh, Michael Keaton is like nowhere to be seen in this film. He's he either his scene either got cut or whatever. And then the post credit scene uh, happens. Sorry, Michael sh- Keaton isn't in it. He's not in the the body of the film. No, no, he 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 was advertised. He's in the trailer. Like if you go look up yeah. fucking Morbius trailer official, he's in there. Um, uh, not in the film. Uh, then the post credit scene happens. And they show you the fucking ripped sky from the end of Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, Adam Garfield movie, whatever the fuck that one is. No called. way home. No way home. And so they show that, and then they show an empty cell, and Michael Keaton just appears in it, right? The implication being that he, you know, he knows who Spider-Man is. If you've seen that first Tom Holland movie, he figures out who Spider-Man is, and that's that's the no way home angle and so he sucked into morbius worlds okay a couple of issues there um the premise of that film was that everyone got thrown into tom holland land Mm. but but 
Michael Keaton got pulled out of Tom Holland land and got put in Morbiusville. So that doesn't really make any sense. One of the spells went wrong. One of the spell magic didn't work. Which, which did to, be, it. to be fair, as much as I enjoyed No Way Home, there's a lot in that movie. There is a lot of well, Peter, magic uh, happened, and that's why that didn't. That's why that doesn't make sense, Peter. Why don't you just learn? Anyway, so more, so not Morbius. So so Michael Keaton is in Morbius land, and he shows up in an empty prison cell, and everyone's like, "How did this guy get here? We don't even know who he is." Let's just <laughs> let's just let him out of prison, and so he gets out of prison, right? And he's like, huh, this is weird. Michael Keaton got a check for saying about six words in this film, by the way. So then credits resume rolling, and then we get a second uh, end credit scene. And it's like Morbius drives out into the middle of the desert, okay? And Michael Keaton in his, what was that movie called? Homecoming. Michael Keaton in his vulture outfit flies into the desert to meet Morbius. In my in my in my best uh, 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 um, Mike Stokasa voice, how did he get his vulture suit in this other universe? <laughs> how did he know to find Doctor Michael Morbius? Why, when Doctor Michael Morbius was a basically good guy for the whole movie, did he decide to form the Sinister Six with the vulture? I don't really get it. So the vo- the vulture lands in the desert. And he says in the most Michael Keaton in one take, and I'm not redoing it, and also I'm not going on set, so this is obviously an audio recording they did, because he doesn't take off his vulture mask for the whole scene. He says, I'm kind of new here. I don't know how I got here. I think it has something to do with Spider-Man. I don't know where he gets that idea from, how he would possibly know that. Also, Spider-Man, in the preceding three films in this universe, including Venom, his, his name is never uttered. So Michael Keaton goes up to Mor- Morbius and he's like, I don't know how I got here. I think it has something to do with Spider-Man. I think guys like you and me should team up. We might be able to do some good. And then Morbius goes, mm, interesting. And I'm like, what? Why Why does he have his vulture suit? Also, at the end of that movie, Michael Keaton and Tom Holland are friends. Also, Morbius is not a bad guy also who's spider-man in this movie what context do these people even know who spider-man is and i again ask where did the vulture suit come from he was just in his normal man clothes the last time i saw him it is dreadful and like i say michael keaton's like like vo on this scene that he that he wasn't physically actually in was like i don't know how i got here i think it something to do with spider-man it's like just chopped together the two lines he recorded for them. Oh my god, what a disaster. So I guess they're doing a Sinister Six movie, but fucking hell. Morbius was such a colossal bomb that who knows if they'll even bother. Um, uh, another film I uh, probably would have been worth seeing on, on, a, on a not not airplane screen, but not it's not exactly fucking Tenet or whatever. I watched uh, Sonic 2 the second Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and it, it was basically just another Sonic movie. It was fun. It was good fun. Uh, they are films that are, they are not family films. They are pretty, they're more like actual children's films for kids. You know, they're very basic, very light, um, some kind of cringy, bad pop culture jokes in there, just like the first one. But uh, good, a very easy watch. Um, uh, and I think actually if they ditched some of the, the cringier humor, I think they would, um, I think they could be even better because I think they have a really fun, uh, they have a fun cast, and they've they've got some decent laughs, and the CGI looks okay, and the action is okay, and Jim Carrey's still doing his whole crazy Jim Carrey thing, and it works really well. Um, uh, yeah, 
And so they had tails in this one and they had knuckles in this one. And knuckles is kind of characterized as a sort of Drax style kind of deadpan guy who doesn't get humor. It works all right. You know, it's Idris Elba has a lot of fun with the role, I think. Um, uh, and then obviously in the post credit scene for this one, they tease Shadow the Hedgehog, which is a character from like the absolute nadir of Sega when they were desperately trying to stay relevant. And they were like, what if we made a game? that was like teen rated and it's about a sonic character who has an m16 um it's incredibly lame uh uh, and uh there i guess they're gonna bring him in for the next one look you gotta you gotta have something you gotta have another you gotta have more ip depths to plumb um so so they i guess they'll do that next and then uh in the the previously mentioned alamo draft house trip we took we went and saw the menu with uh, Ralph Fiennes and Anya Taylor-Joy and Nicholas Holt. Uh, that is a, a a sort of dark comedy horror thing about uh, um, Anya Taylor-Joy playing the, the girlfriend of a food snob and Nicholas Holt who got them this reservation to like this extremely exclusive primo, only the biggest food critics and like politicians and stuff get this boat onto this secluded island where a master chef has secluded himself from society and she gets to kind of tag along with a guy on this trip. And all is not as it seems, everyone. There's there's mysteries afoot. There's there's horror afoot. And um, I it's one of those where I won't really get too much into it because it's unlike unlike Morbius, where I don't mind outlining the very end of the film, tell you how shit it is. Uh, with the menu, I'm kind of like this is this is a really excellent uh, uh, film. Uh, one thing I would say, if you like the scene in the restaurant in Pig, the Nicolas Cage film, where they're just really picking mm-hmm. apart the idea of the pretentious food culture, this movie is like that writ large. The whole yeah. movie is that. Uh, it's great. And um, Nicholas Holt, everyone's great in this movie. Anya Taylor-Joy, she's she's really great in, in, in basically everything she's in. It was nice to see her as something other than like mystical teenage elf girl. Uh, do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, she's like a sort of a, a sassy fish out of water American. Do you know what I mean? She's like, so the, it's in the in the opening scene of the film, it's kind of established that Nicholas Holt, Holt's character was supposed to bring someone else and then his girlfriend either broke up with him or decided she didn't want to go and sort of, and it's always like a last second pull in to, to go along. And so she's she's the outsider in this foodie world and she's great in that role. But Nicholas Holt in this movie is phenomenal. He is so, so good. And he ties, he ties so many of the broader ideas together. He is like the ultimate like know-it-all know-nothing food snob like pretentious uh shithead god he's great god he is really fantastic um and he he really brings it together so yeah the menu really 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 great um uh, a very pleasant surprise i think like like a lot of movies like it there is a point where it's kind of like you're waiting for the reveal like oh what what's actually going on here and sometimes it's tough for a film to kind of keep going after that point but this one actually does a good job um so yeah no that's that that was a thumbs up on that one uh and those are my those are my movies for the week right um well let me talk a little bit about i I haven't watched any movies i've been a lot more you know evenly split between watching world cup and watch and and playing pokemon but Mm. did find time to fit in some tv so for the first time in i don't know how fucking long it is now five six months i did return to the hollowed turf of the uh drag race workroom that's w-e-r-e-r-k oh absolutely for anyone yeah. following um first ever 
drag race I'm watching on my own because we we stopped mid series when shit mm. started happening. Um, so finally, the time seemed right for me to okay, let's go back and and, and do that. So um, subscribed to the app because there's the World of Wonder app. Uh, oh, well, yeah, it, it, it has its own streaming gimmick. Yeah, it has every single season of Drag Race and all the oh wow, okay. so. Subscribe to that. You're welcome, RuPaul. Just fucking. <laughs> How much? How much is that? Out of curiosity, five dollars. I think. Ah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, well, look, I've let, I've I've let it go long enough now that the All Star season, which also has the the extra half hour untucked, like more content, mm. uh, and then also like that season's over, so I'm still catching up on that. The UK season has been on, so I'll have that to watch, and then the new seasons typically start the mainline seasons usually start around this time. Uh, so I've been enjoying that, unlike Great British Bake Off, which I, you know, was, was fine. Don't get me wrong. I think Drag Race is a lot easier to just watch as a show on your own. Mm. Bake Off, I think you you need to watch with somebody and, and discuss <laughs> a little bit more. It's, it's less directly fun. Than something look like at, look at those buns. Yeah, that works for both actually. <laughs> oh no, he's, that sausage roll is after coming out by mistake. Come out to Um So watching that. Uh, watching the White Lotus, I actually haven't seen the most recent episode, but um, yeah, I, I, I was super, super into season one of White Lotus. As you guys know, I gave my show of the year uh, when it came mm. out. This season, I don't know. It's just some, there's something missing about it that's not quite scratching the itch as much. Um, whereas season one for me was like perfect, like ten out of ten range. This one's kind of, I, I guess, falling a little between the, the seven and the eight territory. Um, I don't know what it is about. It's just it's it's just slightly less compelling. Some of the characters that they've, I don't want to say recast because it's obviously not a it's it's an anthology thing. So it's it's different characters, but you have certain archetypes like the maitre d of the hotel. The character in this season isn't as good as the character from season one, and there's a lot of that to it. It's still very good, especially in compa- comparison to other stuff that's going on. But just I don't know. It's not it's not a knocking the it's not hitting the home run. Let's just say. Uh, and then lastly, I uh, did watch the Late Late Toy Show. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, as Barry had mentioned earlier. Again, I think maybe my first time ever watching it on my own. Uh, I, I, I tried to make plans with other people to watch it. They all fell through. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Mm. I know there's there, there's other folks I could have reached out to. I, you know, but it, I had something that very, very last minute fell out. So I was just like, oh, fuck it. I'll just get some sweets in and just you know, watch it on my own and play Pokemon. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was okay. I think it was again more so than previous years. A lot more emphasis on the kids and messing with the kids and messing with the kid and uh, giving gifts out to kids and very little time on toys. Yeah, we noticed that as well. And Rona did ask, and I think she was probably bang on. Do you think it's to do with like the general economic vibes currently? Possibly. Because um, also it was very kind of, here's here's a toy that's produced in Ireland, and here's a toy that's, you know, there was no fucking gigantic Lego set. That, now, they haven't done this in, in a while, but there was no, like, video game section. There was yeah. no... Uh, the the bike the bike the ride on section was yeah, like the, the bike parade yeah that was like one little fake tractor and then everything else was basically just a bike or a scooter it was yeah. just kind of like there was no kind of you know overpriced fake 
fake Porsche thing. Like there was none of that shite. And yeah, it was a lot of riffing with the kids and 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 you know. But there was, was there was one there was one segment where he was interviewing some kid and they they ran out of time and he was like, oh yeah, and then there's some toys over there that are like economically da da da. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. move on. Move on so we can do 15 minutes pretending to like play with a little pilot, which was funny, but like, yeah, what are we doing here? The toy show, let's let's have a look at some toys, brother. Um, also, I compared to previous years, less kind of I don't say sad stories, but you know, one, one thing that I really like about the toy show is when you have disadvantaged children who have really yes. been through like shit. Yeah, you have Sirsha last year who had the, the leg uh missing due to cancer, you had the boy who. Did he donate an organ to his sister? So like right. real, real stories where you know they bring the kids and say, you know, you, I hear you're a real fan of uh, Dermot Kennedy or, or whatever. <laughs> well, there, there he is, and he to come down and they sing a song. Whatever. Like that's that that's the that's the magic of Christmas. That's the real, you know, you go through some shit and there's light at the end of the rainbow. That's that's the messaging. Here it's like, and she was good, so I'm not having to go with her. But there's a little girl who's like, I, I do like stand-up comedy. And I'm like, oh, mm. Jesus, here we fucking go. It's going to be fucking abysmal. And she was actually quite good, right? She, she was, was good. She yeah, was actually yeah. funny. But it, it was like, um, well, we got a little message from Mrs. Brown. And, <laughs> yeah. and she obviously loves Mrs. Brown, boys. And so she gets a nice little message. And I'm like, oh, that's that's nice. Uh, stay right there. we got another surprise for you. Here's the entire Ireland women's football yes. team i'm like this little girl doesn't have a disease or anything why is she getting loads of stuff why is she getting loads of stuff and then the, the little kid in a brace gets her, her her friends from hospital which was lovely mm-hmm. and they go to disneyland where's their second present like they deserve it more than her journey it, it, it was it was funny because there was like one of the early kids the one who loved being a garda with the mullet with yeah, the front party in the back he got he got nothing. He got like a, a little Garda outfit, and then the next kid who came out was like a Liverpool fan. He got to meet the keeper, and then they're like, "Oh, and by the way, you're going to Anfield." It's like, well, whatever, the little copper. I guess yeah. he can't. I guess he's probably not allowed. Uh, and you get to do a little ride along, son. You get to go evict some poor people. Uh, you know, you get to you get to go seize some assets. Do you know what I mean? But that's my mommy and daddy. <laughs> Shut up, you. Oh god! Yeah. It, it it was it was it was fine. I think I think I've enjoyed uh, the previous couple of years more than this one, but it was fine. Yeah, I think I think you're actually right as well. It was a little less, um, you know, tear inducing. Yeah. I, I the one thing I noticed, and again, uh, you know, I was watching it with Bronan. I think she was right about this. I was like, they didn't do the montage where it was kind of like, oh, you know, some kids can't be here because they're you know. They're in a bad. They're in a ward where they basically can't leave, right. and there was no there was no montage this year. And the really fucking depressing reality of it is that they probably can't do that stuff in the age of COVID. They probably no. I think that didn't the, do that the previous year. Either. Yeah, because the we have we're like no restrictions here. The one set of restrictions that are left is like medical uh, uh, locations are still like masks and limited access and stuff. So that was a little bit sad because it is always nice. They bring a lot of toys in and they 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 film them and they get yeah. to you know be on TV and stuff. There was none of that this year. Um, you know. It was yeah, it was all right. You know, um, uh, there was a stretch there a couple of years ago where it was like terrible, and it was like getting really, really bad. And then the last couple have actually been very, very good. This one was on the yeah. lower end of the last three, I would yeah. say. Yeah. I did like when the one girl, there was the one moment was there was like an autistic girl who gave quite a a heartfelt speech about living with autism. Yes, uh, and then proceeded to absolutely yeet a SpongeBob plushie across the, yeah. the room. <laughs> Taz would have been proud. Who would who did that gimmick? Um, 
Yeah, and also the last thing I'll before we move on. There was no um I think the, the, the madness was reined in a little bit. The previous few years you've had like Tuberty dragging children uh, around on the floor, they're like spraying them with stuff. There was very little of that this year. The kids were yeah. obviously like pre checked, like hey, do this, do this, don't do that. Anyway. So I mentioned a, a couple of times now I've been playing Pokemon Violet. Pokemon. The, the new Pokemon game, which has been released to a uh, mixed reaction. Yeah. Um I'm almost finished it. Okay. Already. How many um, hours are we talking? I have no idea. I don't know. It doesn't tell you until you've played it for 10 days. So I'll find out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I must be like 20 hours. I don't know. Um, but in terms of the story, there's just three main stories or story. I don't call it storylines, quests, main quests. I don't know. Sure. Uh, one of them I finished. Two of them I'm on the very last. The other two I'm on the very last moments of them. And then there'll be, I, those three will converge and there'll be a, a last quest, I guess, which I'll do. Uh, there's like 400 Pokemon in it. I've already got like 280 uh, on the Pokedex, so I'm making good progress on that. Um, everything everyone said about it is absolutely the case. I know I, I was quite positive on my initial reactions last week with the caveat of saying, I hope that there is like, it, it expands and there's more to it. There yeah. Is, there is not. <laughs> okay. Um, the, the world is big, but is more or less empty the the towns which used to be the hallmark of progress in old games you can't go into houses anymore they're mm. you know you used to go in and talk to someone and they'd say you know have a an iron or have a uh, here's a hp up that you can use on your charmander none of that anymore that's all gone you just find those items in the world just there pick up one. which makes the towns feel super bland there's, there's no like this more so than any other pokemon game before is not an RPG anymore. It's just an adventure game, um, which kind of sucks because that's that, that's the element that I, I really enjoyed. Um, the performance is, is bad. There still isn't a patch released for, for any of that. Yeah, um, I did. I, I did watch the Digital Foundry video on it, and it's, it's, it's not not only the performance, but like even just like the, the textures looked like a or like fucking, Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, like like just like and like badly stretched, and and they even they did a comparison to to Arceus from earlier this year, which was not exactly some technical marvel on its own, you know, right. but but it blew away this one. I mean, it's, well, that wasn't developed yeah. by Game Freak. Interestingly, that was external. Well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's I, it's crazy. I think this is the first time I've ever seen a Nintendo first party game. Again, first party is obviously not developed by Nintendo's internal, um, but it's one of their things. It's yeah, one of their things. Know. Be so shoddy and like, yeah. I don't. I don't know why because it's not like the the scope of of ambition is, is laid bare. There's obvious cut like corner cuttings. Yeah. Everywhere you look, um, the loop of catching Pokemon and filling the Pokedex is the most compelling thing about it because everything else is kind of extremely bland and mm. uh, even the world geographically isn't interesting there's not like there's um specific monuments or stuff that make each area memorable like like in the previous pokemon game sword and shield which they did really well with their mm. wild areas you have like this is this place is called for example it's not but like this is charizard arch and there'd be a big stone like stonehenge type and you go okay i associate that with this and I know I can remember what Pokemon are in this area or whatever. None of that. It's just a big green, and there's a hill and a mountain and a river. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm enjoying it to the extent of I enjoy the checklist completion of catching all the Pokemon. 
I wish there was more to do. I wish, I wish there were side quests. I wish you could explore the towns. I wish there were characters to meet along the way. But uh, yeah, it, it's kind of uh, in. I feel like it's 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 unfinished, obviously, and I feel mm. like it's a step between what Sword and Shield did and and what the next one will be. And it's kind of a halfway house between them. So not as good as either. Um, but it's like super. It's far inferior to Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield might be the best Pokemon games they've ever made, and this being the direct. Follow up are, are maybe don't say it out loud. Maybe the worst, uh, certainly of the mainline games. Uh, so that's all I've been playing. I'll I'll have it finished by the next time we speak, and and then it's uh, Elden Ring for the rest of the year. God, I really need to get back to the yeah, old Elden Ring. It's just so inti- it's so intimidating, isn't it? Cause, and I've also I've also I've got so many other things on the trot. I'm not going to talk about my, my games this week because I, I just I I've barely touched God of War because it came out just before the holiday. And yeah. um, look, the same goes for Twin Peaks. We watched we watched another episode today, but I'm 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 not far enough in to weigh in on either of those things. Mm. Um, I'll have some I'll have some interesting gaming takes next week, though. I'm just spinning. I won't say any more until then. Um, but yeah, not not a lot of games for me this week. Still still plugging away at the old Marvel Snap. Um, Are you uh, playing Marvel Snap as well, Joe? I'm on the Marvel Snap. Um, it's been an interesting week. Marvel Snap give us and Marvel Snap take us <laughs> away. Um, so I finally I kind of created a new deck that actually had a bit of strategy in it because before my deck was just. I just picked all the cards with the coolest powers. Do you, have a, yeah. do, you, do you have a nice deck? Nice big deck? Oh, nice giant. Uh, Show me your um, deck, please. Oh, God, um, ridiculous. ridiculous. So, yeah, before it was like, oh, Scarlet Witch, she can change locations. Yeah, get that in there. The Hulk, he's worth 12 points. Nothing to yeah. beat that. Yeah. Put the Hulk in there. <laughs> yeah. um, just stuff like that. But then I kind of went along. I, you know, I started to notice other people's patterns and how they play. So I went into a kind of uh, destroy mode which is basically pick all of the cards that benefit from match being destroyed. So, you know, a card gets destroyed by your opponent and it comes back with double the points, things like Mm. that. So I kind of went all in on the, on the destruction mode and that paid real dividends. I went from, this won't make much sense if you don't play the game, but I went from like 30 level 35 in the, in the current uh, Wakanda themed uh, game pass to like 48. I was nearly Mm. getting up to like level 50, which unlocks like, you know, there's a special card or special backs for the cards, that kind of thing. Then something happened in the last couple of days. I got, I went on a bit of a losing streak and then suddenly I'm back down to like 42, ah. you know, and it's just, and this happens so easily because you, you gamble on each, on each um, hand and you can go up to like eight points. And if you lose, suddenly you've dropped way, way down. Um, I think I'm also quite bad at, uh, at the gambling aspect of it, like not Same. doubling down when I should, when I've yeah. got a really good hand or just go it. Cause you kind of, you never want to retreat from the hand because no, it's boring. Never. It's boring, right? Just yes. to retreat. But most of the time you should retreat because you're going to obviously going to lose, mm. <laughs> but you're just like, well, maybe I'll just play the Hulk final turn and that will, <laughs> you know, something will happen. I'll magically win. But you know, so I don't know. Well, so it goes, I did experiment with a few other, types of deck but I, I think i'm going to persevere with destroy and just i don't know i'm, I'm relying on dinosaur dracula he's uh, not dinosaur dracula what's it called devil, devil dinosaur. dinosaur devil dinosaur he's obviously who, the king who, who's your so so do you so do you have a destroyer in your destroy deck so for me i've got like carnage who who, yes. who destroys all the guys do you have that as well yeah i've got carnage and uh what was woody harrison's character called is that carnage hmm. uh no that's yondu Oh no! Sorry, yes. Oh no! Sorry, he, I forgot he was both. Yes, sorry, Carnage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
No, Yondu is is uh, Michael Rooker. No. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. I've got Carnage. I've got Venom. Venom's a, a good one because he absorbs the power of the gods mm. he destroys. So that's, that's pretty cool. And then, oh, I love um, what's his name, Killmonger, because he just wipes out all the one point cards. Oh, excellent! I love you. saving him till the end and just destroying someone's entire um, card set. That's fun. But yeah. Um, might experiment with some other decks, but yeah, I'm enjoying this for now. There's some really annoying ones in there. My the, my most hated card is this little twat, Leech. So he removes the abilities from all cards in your opponent's hand. Oh, wow. If someone plays this little fucker, all, all your cards lose all their powers. They've, they're worthless. So right. if I see this little prick appearing, I'm, I get very angry. But uh, my, my, my least favorite is the Hobgoblin. That's bullshit. You should not be allowed to do that. Yeah, that one's annoying. But yeah, if you've got, um, that's where some of the destroyers can come in handy because you can you can get rid of him. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, I get yeah. you. Okay, um, yeah, I'm also bad at the gambling because it's kind of like if I win a game where I forgot to snap, I go, oh, shit, I won't make that mistake again, and then I start snapping on every single game yeah. regardless <laughs> of how well I'm playing or not snap. playing, and then and then next thing you know, I'm getting absolutely demolished. Yeah. But um, yeah. That's the old. Uh, that's the old Marvel snap. I think. I think the. I think part of the appeal of that game is that is that it it it, it does have more depth than mm. perhaps you would initially expect, and I think that's probably why its its popularity has has endured. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the game guff for this week, and we're going to call that a show. I would say uh, we will be back next week. I'll go out on a limb and I'll say there'll probably be some festive chit chat. I, mm. I I'm certainly going to try and get an old Christmas film. Uh, uh, I watched. I mean, the good folks at Disney did a jingle all the way, so that's on there. Uh, going to see if going to see if they have that in 4K. Want to really, really enjoy that beautiful Criterion Collection jingle all the way version. Um, uh, there'll be more of that. There'll probably be more Pokemon. There'll probably be more uh, Marvel. Your usual AEW reviews and life updates as well, and more from the World Cup as well as that keeps going. So we will uh, back with the usual fare next week. Until then, everyone, chairshoppodcast.com. Pop us a mail if you want to reach out. Uh, follow us all on Twitter. You know the addresses at this stage. Chairshoppod is the main one. That's the one you really want. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. So it's goodbye from Paul. Goodbye. It's goodbye from myself, Barry, and it's goodbye from Joe. Goodbye. Goodbye.